Hi and hello. Minus three is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to make every moment more than FanDuel. Great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. Pending baseball. We'll see so much more. We'll see that. But I don't want to get down right now. There are awesome and new existing user promotions you can tap into at America's number one sports book. So easy to use, safe and secure. Get your winnings fast now in as quick as two hours. It's fun to combine multiple bets from what's called the same game parlay into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day, right when you log in to FanDuel. What we ask you to do, though, here at Minus 3, is help your pals out by using the promo code Minus 3. It's the word minus the number three so that they know we sent you lots of good NHL, college basketball, NBA to choose from to forge your same game parlay. And we'll see you in the winner circle and... Now you're going to hear from us on the show. Hit the music, Spaghetti! Minus three with Dave Damashek. Yes, hi and hello, sports fans. What a day! It's football season. I know it's basketball season and hockey season and not baseball season, but it's football season. Did you hear the big news? Eddie Spaghetti... I don't know what you what you make of this. I was sure Russ was going to land in big blue. Instead, he lands in blue and orange a mile high. That's the biggest story, I think, unless Aaron Rodgers going back to Green Bay is. We're going to break it all down along with results from the combined with draft guru over at NFL Media. Chad Ryder, he's been talking in my ear back and forth all through the last eight months or so, breaking down who the best players are, specifically at sports most important position QB as I just mentioned and I'm sure you've already heard Russ Wilson no longer with the Seattle Seahawks a wrap on what was a great era near dynastic but didn't quite get there because of Malcolm Butler and otherwise in Super Bowl 49 still I think a pretty nice era for the 12s and uh, we'll see what happens with Drew Locke we'll see if uh, if Chad thinks that Carol and company intend to go with Drew Locke in 2022. All of a sudden, the NFC's wide open. Eddie Spaghetti, what jumps out at you from this big day of news? I mean, Chris Godwin got tagged. Devontae Adams got tagged. Um, Dalton Schultz, Cam Robinson for the Jags. Once again, their uh, their tackle. Gasicki back with the Dolphins. Mike Williams back with the Chargers, which is not a small matter, I think. It means now that they don't necessarily have to go and get a companion for um, for Keenan Allen, for Justin Herbert. That would be a, a real loss there as the AFC West the uh, the arms race or whatever else they call that sort of thing. What jumps out to you most on this grand day of pro football news? I'm not sure if this is a, a hot take, but I think I am most shocked that Aaron Rodgers is actually staying in Green Bay. Really? That, to me, that to me is the biggest shock because just go back, you know, rewind the clock a year from now. We were like, man, he's going to get moved any day now. And this is before this whole season played out. And then he stayed with them like, you know, it's probably too late in the, in the off season. He's not going to get moved now. Teams already made their draft picks and such, but we heard heard how bad the relationships were with Rodgers in the, the front office. So the, the season plays out. Obviously, they don't uh, make it to the Super Bowl. They don't win the Super Bowl. And you're like, well, they have this guy, Jordan Love, as, as you know, they use it a first round pick for him. He's going to be the heir apparent. And all the off the field stuff with Rodgers with the, the McAfee show appearances and the COVID stuff and just him being weird, even his kind of goodbye the last game in, in Lambeau, the way they lost. You just felt like, well, that was it. Like he's going to if he does still play, if he doesn't retire. Uh, he's going to go to a, a new team, you know, potentially the Broncos. That was a team that was probably most closely associated with him going there. And and now the, the fact that he's staying, and I know that he tweeted saying the four-year deal isn't necessarily true, but let's just, you know, for argument's sake, let's just say he is staying there for multiple seasons at a time. I'm I'm still completely floored by that. I'm, I thought he was as good as gone. And I also did think Russell Wilson would be moved too, but I thought the sure bet would have been uh, Aaron Rodgers in a new uniform. I, you know, I, I think that the ring count does matter to these guys. I think that the amount of money they get paid matters as much as anything else does. And I know that uh, that isn't something football fans love to hear, but I've had way too many conversations and see it and seen it play out from afar way too many times to think otherwise. Good for Russ, though, to sign off on a deal to Denver. That division is 
is quite something. You know, we've been talking about it here on the show for a year. What if Rodgers landed in a division that has the ever underrated Derek Carr and Herbert and Mahomes? I mean, how you try and figure out who's going to win that division? I'm looking at on FanDuel right now. I don't know if they've even adjusted the odds yet uh, based on all this news, but the Bills are your favorite to win the Super Bowl at plus 700. But may as well get in on it now. These things are going to move around around free agency and the draft and beyond there. If you like the Chiefs still at plus 850 to win the Super Bowl, it's really hard to get excited about a team's chances of winning the Super Bowl if they have to get through the AFC West. No guarantee that they're even going to make the playoffs there. Packers are sitting at plus 1,000. And the Broncos are a plus 1,200, and this news is so fast-breaking. I don't know if the Broncos are plus 1,200 because FanDuel was assuming Aaron Rodgers was going to land there or if this is reacting to Russell Wilson. It certainly is an ode to Drew Locke under center. Um, and there are the Niners at plus 1,300. Be on the lookout for Tom Brady. I know it's not going to happen tomorrow, but if Jimmy G moves, Russell Wilson's now out of the way. I still think there's a possibility there. Before we get to Chad, and uh, you know I don't jive you, the audience. I, I have too much respect for you. We've already had our conversation with Chad, and it's a great one on all things draft, or at least the QBs, and what goes into evaluating what you've just evaluated at the combine if you're in uh, Chad Ryder's line of work, which is uh, draft analysis. Um, we want to get to that as quickly as possible. And also in Wisconsin, he's there to react for us. How uh, Packers fans are feeling about the big news about Rodgers. They're going against Eddie Spaghetti's assumptions there. Um, so don't want to hold you up any further with that. But very quickly, Eddie Spaghetti, let's give the the good people within the sound of our voices a couple of picks for this tuesday night make sure you bet them fanduel.com slash minus three i'll start you off the panthers of florida one of the best teams in puck as i foretold in advance of the season that wasn't a really bold prediction if you've been watching them the last couple of years against the mighty pittsburgh penguins penguins at home plus a goal and a half you can get that at minus 245 i'm not going to go that risque but i will say on home ice you get uh you get some nice value there for the home team plus 106 for the penguins i say that's a good bet there eddie spaghetti how say you yeah, I can throw out a couple of bets for you there. Uh, sticking with the NHL, I'm going to go with the easy one, the homer pick, just sticking with my guys, the blue shirts. Uh, I like the Rangers on the road, getting uh, a goal and a half. Uh, anytime you can give a team that has uh, you know a pretty good offensive production, especially uh, with the man advantage, and you have a good a good group of goaltenders. Although I do think Igor may be benched for this game just to give him some rest. He did complain about being tired, which is not great. Oh, but, that poor uh, deer. But uh, I, I still think with the defensive group in front of them, I think getting a goal and a half versus a good Minnesota team, um, and the Rangers have been scoring as of late. I like the goal and a half there. All right. And you know what? The team that I've uh, I've been riding more than any other this NHL season, the Calgary Flames, continue to make me look smart. They beat the Oilers. Man, oh, man, I cannot make sense of what how, how you should feel. It's kind of like if you're a Packers fan, I guess, 30 years with Favre and Rodgers and you only have the two rings. You're If you're an Edmonton Oilers fan, you have Dreisaitl and McDavid and you're really tracking to miss the playoffs. The Flames at home against the Caps, another team that's probably going to get in but has not been playing great of late, although they've been a little bit better. At home, though, the Flames plus 184 to win by uh, more than a goal and a half. I think that's a good bet there. Um, and, uh, and with that, the star of the day is football. Do you, you know what though? I, I do want to say for our pals over there at against all odds with, uh, with cousin Sal and the, the, the genera trifecta this Tuesday night, they're doing one of the best shows in the business race to 10. What game are they focusing on tonight? Eddie spaghetti. They're riding with the Los Angeles Clippers on the road versus the the Warriors. It's the late TNT game, and I know after the Clippers uh, stinker a few days back versus the Knicks, I think they're just gonna they're gonna rebound. They're gonna be uh, more focused. And the, the Sal and the guys, the D three, they have the Clippers uh, to ten first. Uh, so I, I'm I'm not gonna go against them. I'm gonna say Clippers gonna win that race to ten, and they're gonna win the game. They're getting five and a half points right now, so I, I like the Clippers. Hear me now, believe me later. You're doing yourself a favor by tuning into that. Where's the best place? to uh, to watch it all go down there eddie spaghetti uh extra points pod the, the handle on twitter yeah we're everywhere so yeah extra points pod on twitter the live stream we're also uh on facebook as well just you know go in your search bar type in extra points it'll come up uh if you have a twitch account go on twitch you can watch it through there same thing type in extra points and uh, our youtube page as well we are on, on every single platform you can watch us 
I'm a square. See, I'm old school, I guess, by just being on Twitter. Hey, meantime, the Players' Championship is back with one of the best fields in golf, and now you can take a shot at the Island Green with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get 30-1 to odds on defending champ Justin Thomas, two-time major winner Colin Morikawa, or Olympic gold medalist Xander Shoffley to make the cut at the players. That's right. If any of those players makes the cut at TPC Sawgrass, you win $150 on a $5 bet. There's no better time to get in on the action with FanDuel Sportsbook. We told you, and you already know, March Madness is nigh, NHL and NBA playoffs too. Step up to the tee and take a swing at betting the Players' Championship. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app with the promo code MINUS3, the word MINUS, the number three, to get those 30-to-1 odds. Make sure you tell them that Damashek sent you. Minus three is how you do it. And we'll see you in the winner's circle. And now a quick break. All right, let's jump right into it now with a man on the scene in one of the hotbeds of pro football action on this random Tuesday in March here. Up in the state of Wisconsin, it's our old pal from NFL Media. He's breaking down all things NFL draft and beyond for you. It's Chad Ryder. What's the poop, fella? Welcome back from the combine and uh, into, like I say, the cheese is melty with excitement up there. I imagine today. Yeah, um, I had I made a bet with somebody uh, in Indianapolis that Aaron Rodgers weren't going wasn't going anywhere. So uh, he'll be Venmoing me some money here before too long. But uh, no, I, I think I think people are really happy about it. Um, many I just walked in the door a little bit ago so I haven't been able to talk to many people yet but I think people after two back-to-back MVP seasons I, I think people really didn't want him to go anywhere um, and and this is a you know it's a it's a big thing for the state to, to keep the ball rolling here for the next couple of years at least so all my outsider cynicism and I, I, you know, I've been a big for, you know, a dozen years. Plus, I have advocated for Aaron Rodgers as the best uh, quarterback I've ever seen physically and and beyond that. But Tools I did over. Wise, yeah. Yeah. Um, over the last year, though, I, I mean, I can check them off for you. And in fact, I'll do it, you know, just uh, off the top of my head, insulted and attacked the professional integrity and, and talent of his bosses. Um wanted to get traded, needed to get out of Green Bay, kind of suggested that it wasn't his fault that they lost to Brady, that the play calling at the end, that they should have um, near the goal line up in Lambeau in the title game, that that wasn't his call, and therefore that wasn't his fault that they didn't win that game against the Buccaneers more than a year ago now. And then the assorted weirdness during the season, and we don't yeah. need to dip in too much into that. that oh, and by the way, I don't think it was a small thing. I know no one would ever come here if it weren't for me. It's kind of an attack on the fan base, isn't it? But all that is – is so to me, I thought, well, he's gone. You say that this is great news, though, if you're a Packers fan. Yeah, you know what? Uh, he can be a petulant child at, at times, but in, in the end, Packer fans are happiest when they're winning. And he gives them the best chance to win. And uh, I, I think – a lot of that, uh, I don't necessarily blame him for some of the things he said about what was going on in Green Bay. If there's no communication with your star quarterback, that's a that's a problem. Uh, so I think since he said that, it would have been you know I don't know if he said it in private before he said it publicly. That might have been nice if he hadn't. But uh, but but regardless, I think the 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 communication's been better. It's been clear in in more recent conversations that. Uh, him and Brian Kudukus and, and Matt LaFleur have talked more often about things. And I think the situation there has changed, whereas he's he's comfortable. Um, also, he's going to be getting a lot of money, so that's going to make him very comfortable. Uh, and, and I think Packer fans are like, look, we, you know, these at, it, it, the days of poly, Pollyanna about athletes are over. We know that they have between quirkiness and ignorant ideas about all kinds of things, but that – at some level, unless they're committing crimes, that's different. But if they're just saying dumb things, you know, whatever, I, you know, I just get on the field and do the job, um, you know, and, and he's played well enough. The, the other issue is people say, oh, he isn't playing as well. You know, 
you take the guy that you know can do it. And, and he was down a little bit in 2019. Um, you know, statistics aside, he was down in 2019, right? That's one reason they took Jordan Love because of course, right. That was know, always my point right. has always been that the revisionist history of right. them taking Jordan Love steamed Aaron Rodgers. And then I right. I, mean, I don't know how much it inspired him, but it did seem like to provide a boot in his butt and made him Absolutely. play better and, and learn up the offense a little bit. There was definitely a year's transition, even yeah. though they went 13 to three and went to San Francisco for the title game. It did feel like we were looking at it at a diminished Rodgers, it made all the sense in the world to me that they would provide the uh, backup plan for a guy who probably had another year or two left. But I do think that's the thing that spurred Rodgers in the first place. Well, and Rodgers had missed a couple of years. I mean, parts of a couple of years, not that far back uh, because of injury. And they had no answer for a backup quarterback, none. Um, and, and so I've been telling people like, how can you, how can an owner, the Packers don't have an owner, but Mark Murphy is close enough. Um, how can an owner see what just happened with the Rams and trade his franchise quarterback? Now I say that now, and you know, five minutes after Rogers things come out, then Seattle does what they do. But, um, you know, that that's a different story, but, but Green Bay wasn't going to let Rogers go. They, they really weren't. Uh, and, and, um, you know, I, People here are happy about it. They can put aside the other stuff and they just want to keep rolling, get that, get that next Super Bowl. I talk about it really has been a, at least this season, this past football season, I've done a lot of sort of uh, fair to even call it rationalizing as a Steelers fan and Ben Roethlisberger and a fair amount of people would say, you're cheering for that team with that guy. As you say, yes. There is there's something inherent in the 21st century, given the amount of money and the praise that you get and the deification from uh, from everyone who you encounter, probably as you go through your daily life that results in having a warped sense of the world. And so so I'm fine with all that kind of stuff. Um, Two more questions where Rogers is concerned, though. One, do you think he factored in? Ultimately, I mean, I, I, I've also said I think if he could take it all back, although now I have to take back that I think he would take back his <laughs> trade demands around the draft last year. Now that he's come through clean with one hundred and fifty million dollars and basically getting yeah. what he wants. But I think in, in in some regards, he at least would would love to have just made the whole thing never happen in the first place and 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 uh, wished it all away. Uh, but but to your point, maybe he did get out of it in terms of. A communication and otherwise right. what what he was looking to get right yeah and i don't so- think he's a guy that regrets much to be honest with you I, I don't think he i don't think he regrets much i i don't know how often he thinks he's wrong um on things so i my guess is that that he's good with how things played out and do you think as far as that goes talking about I, i'm gonna go to denver and that's a nice situation and maybe they were used as a pawn all along although i do think the broncos thought they were getting him or else yes. why didn't they at, at ninth overall in the 21 draft take either fields or mac jones who were just sitting there so i i right. think that they at least were duped by what uh, the the song rogers was singing but do you think over the last year rogers looked around and said what am i I, I would like to win another Lombardi. And if I'm in a division with Mahomes and Herbert, I have no chance of doing that or yeah. the chance is a lot tougher then. Right. And, and I don't, um, you know, again, Rogers has not shown the ability to lie. He, he can, um, he will mislead people, not lie. Uh, he's, he's always, he's always truthful. I think in what he is saying in the moment, he, he, he just says what he's thinking at the moment. Right. Hmm. So, I mean, obviously he's shown he would mislead people. That's, you know, no different than what coaches have done for many years and for everybody has done in many years in the NFL. Right. But um, he, again, he doesn't regret it. It a year ago, I'm sure he was thinking about, it was great being in Denver, but I think as we've mentioned, the things have changed in green Bay a little bit to his liking and now he's, you know, more comfortable being here. And, um, you know, I, I think that the situation has changed more than maybe he would have even thought, you know, a year ago. So I, I think he was being, you know, as truthful as he is uh, at that point. And, and things have changed since. 
All right. So let's uh, let's look ahead to 2022. And you mentioned Russ. And when you said uh, people in the league lie, sometimes I feel like that's an attack on Pete Carroll, who assured us that (laughs) Russ was staying put in 2022. You know, I I mean, I'm getting the vapors from all these lies. Once again, once again, Chad, make sense of these people who lie constantly to me. And then I take it. I I just assume that they're they're shooting straight with me. And then I wind up disappointed. See, that's Pollyanna Dave. Well, you know what? Um, <laughs> like I said, as you know, as George Casanza says, it's not a lie if you believe it. If mm. if Pete Carroll may have believed in that moment that Russell Wilson was going to stay in Seattle, we don't we don't know. Um, and it, it may have been that this is a you know, and, and you know, a quick report. I've barely had chance to like really digest this stuff, but a quick report was that that the Broncos only made this offer to Seattle like hours ago. Now, whether that's Mm. true or not, I have no idea, but if that's the case, or at least in the last, you know, day or two, then, you know, Carol was like saying what he thought was going to happen. So I, you know, I don't know enough about that, but yeah, they look, if, if, if the media asks direct questions, I, I was told this once by, by a GM a long time ago, I asked him, I, usually I don't ask questions like this, but I asked him a direct answer. I asked him a direct question about a draftable player. And he said, well, would you like me to lie to you or not? And so, you know, that's the way that they, because they can't tell media stuff that's. Of course you know, not. Of course right. not. It's, so it's the reporting of it as though it right. is fact. No, I, I right. I, it, it puts you, it, it jams you up as a reporter to not repeat it. You have to, but but of course it should be delivered with uh, an eyebrow raise or something like that. There should be something Which like maybe hard to do over time. finger on the side of the nose, like when you're telling right, it. Right. Like that's the tip to everybody that maybe it's not true. Yeah, no, I think I think actually the the fact of the matter is that fans and you know people who are pundits talking into a microphone about what they think they convince themselves of the right path forward whatever the decision is who a team should draft if they should trade this guy or not and they settle on that when in reality to your point Pete Carroll probably was thinking there's a there's a reasonable path for Russell Wilson to be our quarterback on the other hand there's a there's a path where he isn't our quarterback and it's keeping those those lanes open until they close officially that that's the whole thing we we all have the luxury of committing to this is the right way and this is the winning winning way whereas gms and otherwise have to uh to keep all available options Uh, it's the the phrase i keep hearing is due diligence lately yeah and you got to do the do that's the bottom line chad you got to do it and you have to coaches and gms and all these guys have to work with these players they can't say things like well, I don't know. We'll listen to trades for Russ and we like him and blah, blah, blah. And then if nothing happens, he comes back in the building. How's that relationship going? Exactly. Work? So Precisely. you have right. to you have to play that game. You have to show confidence in your guys, whether you believe it or not. And that's when and then if they don't, then we rip them as a media. We, you know, we say, wait a minute, you're not showing very much confidence in your guys when they're actually being truthful in us. So there's really a no-win situation for coaches and GMs when asked those sort of direct questions about things. And but it's the part of their job too. So I don't I mean I'm not feeling sorry for them. It's just it, you know, it, it's just you just have to take everything they say with a like a lick of salt, basically. I agree with that, except that I just feel like people don't do that. They just pass yeah. it off as as, uh, right. as fact. But anyhow, that's right. Um, all right, let's figure this out here. The conversation about the NFC in 2022 is kind of, or the contender conversation is kind of narrow. It's the Dallas Cowboys, it feels like, until Tom Brady lands in San Francisco slash Santa Clara, which I really, which I do sincerely think is a possibility. Let's see sure. what Jimmy G, I think of Jimmy G, I, the two things I keep saying, one, if Russ moves, or 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 Rogers and yep. uh, to to the AFC, and the path gets a little clear for Brady one and two, and Jimmy G is off the books. Then I really do think that there's a possibility of that. I always say about Brady, part of his football genius is figuring out situation and where he realistically can win a title. You take one of those two guys, and now you have Russ out of the the whole conference. Now the path is a little clear for him, and certainly in the division it is. Watch Tom Brady. But in the meantime, what do the Packers do to take full advantage of Aaron Rodgers 
as he heads into age 39 season here. We assume Devontae Adams is now going to get locked up, not just this year, but but long-term, right? I would think so, yes. I would think uh, Adams would be added. I think you'll see, again, draft picks used on offense to help him out. Um, The line, uh, receivers later in the draft, uh, tight end if they don't sign Robert Tunyon. Um, they're going to continue to build around him. And it sounds like the first two years of that, we don't know all the specifics of the deal yet, but it sounds like the first two years of that deal are cap friendly. So if that's the case, then they can right. get Adams, you know, and, and kind of try to build around him. And, you know, if they have uh, um, opportunity to sign a free agent or two, um, maybe that deal makes that possible too. I, I don't know. I, it, it's hard to say without knowing all the details, but they're going to, you know, Gutekunz has been good during his time getting free agents and using the draft and resign doing a little bit of everything to make the roster better. So I'm assuming you're going to see a little bit of that. Um, I'll be surprised if either Zadarius Smith or Preston Smith are back. I, I just think they probably have to move on from those guys and, um, you know, try to use that money in, in other ways. And now that the Rogers thing is over, um, you know, we'll also see what happens with Jordan love. If they can move Jordan love and find a different backup quarterback um, you know, and, and uh, Washington, I just jokingly tweeted about Washington uh, sending a 2023 second round pick and Taylor Heineke to the Packers for Jordan Love, you know, something like that. You, you never know what's going to happen with this um, in this league where everybody goes nuts for the quarterback. So I think they can do a lot of different things with the cap space now that we know the cap number is, you know, way bigger for, for next year. Um, teams using these voidable years on contracts to stretch them out credit card style over time and, and not make the cap as big of an issue, the Packers will go out and be active in, in a few different ways. Yeah, I hear you. And I, I do think that uh, you just laid out the next year or two of the way the Packers are going to go about it. The window is closing on Rodgers. I don't think yeah. he's a, a 42-year-old guy still out there like Tom Brady. You know, things change, though. It is funny. Right. Younger guys always say, oh, I don't see myself playing into my late 30s. But then when you get into your late 30s, you say, "I why, why am I going to leave now? I don't want to. What I, else am I going to do? Yeah. Right. I, I think that uh, sort of changes with, with time. But Jordan Love, do you think where he's concerned um, that the Packers had some sense that this guy wasn't ready to take over? I, I mean, I've, I've hypothesized. If he lit yeah. up the Chiefs in midseason last year, I don't think there would have been near the desperation, especially the way the divisional round went against the Niners. I don't think anybody, I don't think fans, I don't think Gutenkunst and beyond, I don't think everybody would say, we got to get right, we got to make this work. This will be a bad look if Rodgers leaves here. Um, if Love looked dynamite, but he didn't look, he looked fine. I didn't think he looked He's bad. It's fine. been overstated how bad he was yeah. in that yeah. one game. But do you think that one, that the Packers uh, brain trust believes in him? Do you think that you've seen enough in either direction to to weigh in on whether he'd be worth a second round gamble for forget Washington, you know, as you know, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Yeah. And yeah. And, and as you may have heard, they need a QB. What about a right. second for Jordan Love in uh, in black and gold? Yeah, I think I'm not sure that they'll get a second this year for him, but typically when you go into the future, you get a round better. So you, uh, like right. a third round this year and then a second round in 2023. That would be my guess um, as to what they'd get. And teams would be more likely to do that. Um, so that's what I think, that's how I think his, his value will be judged. And, uh, I think it would have taken a poor performance by Rogers and really good performances in the preseason and in whatever regular season for them to move on from Rogers. Uh, Otherwise, I don't think they were going to, um, I really don't think when they chose love that they thought that Rogers was going to be done in a year or two. I just legitimately thought hey, this is the best guy on the board. We need a backup quarterback so bad because Rodgers has been hurt before. Hmm. Let's go get this guy. And, and I think they're just trying to make the team as good as they possibly can. And when that last first round, and th- this is what happens in every first round of the draft, you get into that 21 to 24 area where all the consensus first round guys are gone. But teams have that one guy still left in that top couple tiers of talent. They go up and get him. Packers saw Jordan Love there. They wanted, they did not want to deal with Deshaun Kaiser anymore. They didn't want to deal with Tim Boyle anymore. They saw that guy and they probably figured, look, if Aaron's good, we're going to flip this guy 
um, you know, in, in a in a couple of years, if he looks as good as we think think he is, it's a good investment. Uh, and, and the you know it never happens. So, but I think it would have taken a lot more negative from Rodgers and a lot more positive from Love for them to to cut bait on Rodgers. I really do. It is weird how little we've seen of Love though in the last three years at this point. Do you think Jordan Love? Let's say he were magically. Uh, returned to age 2021 and were in the draft pool would he where would he rank for you ahead of all the available quarterbacks now in the pipeline ahead of Pickett and Willis and 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 otherwise is he the real deal ultimately or are are you skeptical I I think he would be right in the same honestly I think he would still be in that 20s area I I think Desmond Ritter actually looks a lot like him Um, Mm. so I think both those guys are fairly similar in their traits. And uh, so I I think it would still be in the same category. I don't think he would be as probably as highly regarded as, as Willis or or Pickett in this draft or hollow. Probably he'd probably still be in that as a prospect um, still in that twenties area. Oh, that's pretty. uh, uh, That's, I'm surprised by that, that that he presents as not being superior based on all the stuff that I keep hearing. You seem more optimistic. You and I kibitz back and forth during the season about uh, about the college kids. And 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 I am always amused and, and you seem pretty tuned into um, the cynicism that goes along yeah. with it. The, the, the rhythm of of the QB class. It's it starts out like this kid is a, th- this class is a lot a lot of intriguing prospects and the season gets going like i don't think any of these guys is worth a first round pick yeah, and people get excited yeah. about a guy who hasn't played as much and that now we're back into I, none of these guys would would uh, be first round picks if this were if you compare it to the 2018 class or that and right. then you look back and like well who did who did these evaluators think was the best of the 2018 lot who did they think was the worst of the 2018 lot who's the best now Jor- josh allen and lamar jackson were afterthoughts compared to sam darnold and uh, and Baker Mayfield and who's the better quarterback? I, I which isn't to diminish anybody in your trade. It's to say that it is a crapshoot of a, a of a yeah. of, of a business that you're getting into. So let's look now with the QB suddenly QB needy Seattle Seahawks. Is Drew Lock good enough this year, or do you think that they that they use um, a pick to try and uh, to try and replace Russell Wilson here? Yeah, um, you know you still have. Deshaun Watson out there you still have Jordan Love available um or as I just a minute ago tweeted like Drew Locke could be the Matt Flynn who I'm glad you could join us today Matt by the way uh in the Malik Willis story right they take him at nine like they took Russ in the third round and then Drew Locke is there you know you know uh holding the clipboard in his hand so I think that's very possible but but I you know when these trades happen, you remember last year when the 49ers traded up with the Dolphins and, and sure. all that happened? And, and I'm like, you know, this isn't the end of that story. And then all of a sudden the Dolphins pull that other deal. Like, we're not done with this story yet, I don't think. I think there's going to be additional movement here with Seattle, um, you know, potentially to get another guy in. And maybe that is a draft pick or maybe it's a veteran. I don't know. But but I think Locke is really – they have to – consider him a backup there's no chance that they think he's just going to step in there and and do the job so um you know he's a good he's a fine backup he'll he'll play he'll you know when you need him to play but that's not the end of the story i don't think i love fun storylines that's why by the way i would love to see kenny pickett land in black and gold but you know it's a fun story jimmy g goes to seattle now we're right. cooking with gas. Right. That's a fun story. And in the meantime, Trey Lance, I, I hate to get in the way back machine a year ago because I want to hear your thoughts on this uh, current crop. But what do you make of Trey Lance? Was that a mistake in hindsight to, to no. move up to get that guy? So so you think that he ends up panning out then? Absolutely. Well, I think he's got a very good chance to pan out. And, you know, none of these guys are sure things. And that's sure, the thing right. about, as, as we know, said. That, Right. And, and that's why people who think that guy's not a first round pick, they think that because you're a first round pick at quarterback that automatically you're going to make. It. And of course that's not true. Um, but at least you're getting the potential to really have a guy that can be a difference maker as opposed to going and getting, I mean, we know what Jimmy G is. We, we know what Drew Locke is. We know, you know, these, these guys, you know, the bears go and get Andy Dalton and their website calls them QB one or whatever, which was, you know, a total joke. So, so look, you need the young guy that's going to give your, your franchise hope. 
And, um, and, and maybe, maybe Jimmy G is considered that for Seattle. I, I, I don't know what their next thing is, but um, I, I like the young guys. I think Trey Lance has a real chance um, to be good. And, and I think it, because he's not, it's not just that he's a really a physical kid with really good skill set. He's also mentally tough and he's also willing to, um, he's a good leader. I, I didn't hear a bad word about this kid. And, uh, and so I think he's got a real chance to make it. I would, if I were the 49ers, I would ship off Jimmy G and say, thank you very much. And, um, you know, let, let Trey Lance cook, I guess now in that division, since Russ is gone, uh, hmm. and, and, um, you know, let him, let him prove himself and, and really see what you got. Yeah. And we can't go with let Trey bake. Cause that guy's doing that in Cleveland already until he right. gets kicked right. to the curb. By the way, do you think the Browns are now looking to make a change or do they ride with Baker Mayfield? How do you, from, from your perspective, if you are the Browns or you yeah. are the Steelers, I'm trying to think of who else, you know, I'm sure Vegas can talk themselves into Derek Carr and getting that roster yeah. a little closer to competitive. I mean, it obviously was the you know playoff team last year. I don't think uh, going they're, through they're, everything, by the way, that they went through and they exactly. still were competitive. Right. So yeah, it is funny I'm, how they're the forgotten team already out of that mix, but, but I understand why, because they are yeah. so absolute I, that, that division is so absolutely loaded up. Try. I mean, for real, think about that. The Raiders went to the playoffs. The chargers didn't even make it yeah. there. They, they remain my team out of that division i still i mean i, I you know and and, and the, the jeff schwartz's of the world take shots at me on social media for advocating for the let's not forget that they went to overtime and if they win that game in la right. against the chiefs how the rest of the season plays out may, might be quite different anywho um it to my original question let's say i mean the jets are feel like a team on the rise what's a good what, what's a good uh, place to be so let's say you're the steelers let's use that or okay. you're the browns you're probably not going to the Super Bowl this year. Although maybe I, I could even talk myself into the Browns. I really could talk myself yeah, into the Browns if they get if Bake is healthy. But with you know, for somebody who likes to make fun of Browns fans, yeah, you know, Baker was hurt the almost the entire season. What if he gets anything close to what the expectation was with him? But you got my larger point is: do you, if you're in limbo? And you're you're the Steelers, and obviously you need a long term solve at QB. Right. Do you try to find it this year when you know that the result, no matter what, isn't the Super Bowl? Or do you fix the roster up in free agency with a ton of loot and Mm -hmm. then kick it down the road one more year? But, of course, if you load up the roster, I mean, I I, I can be as cynical as anybody. But, again, if you put Mason Rudolph on a better roster, that team's going to win nine games. They're not going to – they're just not a 2-15 and on the horizon for this team – that, that gets them C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. So how do yeah. you approach that if you're one of the, not even have-nots, but you don't have one of these superstar QBs in the mix? Well, here's the thing. Uh, I think that Kevin Colbert is going to do the best job he can to leave the Steelers in as good a position for the future as possible, okay? So if they don't believe in one of those top quarterbacks, and I had them in my mock draft moving up to get one of those top quarterbacks, because I think they know that you you need one. If they believe in Howell or Pickett or Willis or Matt Corral, if they like him, they will go up and get him. Um, uh, and and I think Colbert wants to leave the team with the kind of quarterback that they want to build around. Um, I, I don't see – see, all these teams are more competitive than a lot of people in the media want to give them credit for. Hey, let's hang back. Let's not get a quarterback this year. Let's not compete next year. We just want to be okay so that we can get one of these guys next year. No, no, that's that's not how they think. They want to go get a guy that, okay, so maybe, you know, rookie starter, not going to be a pro bowler most likely, but if you surround him with enough guys, Justin Herbert was fantastic as a rookie because he had Hunter Henry, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. I mean, even if with through some injuries, that helps him be better. So you get the quarterback, you build through free agency, you build through later in the draft, and Colbert knows how to do that. He's always done that. They'll get their second round round wide receiver, a third round wide receiver that they always get. They'll get the offensive lineman in the middle of the draft that they always get. 
And uh, they'll continue to build around this team and they'll go get that quarterback uh, that, that they need. And, and I think, I still think that is going to be their plan, even though some people don't like the quarterbacks at the top of this draft. And, you know, I understand why they, they'll have, you know, issues like all of us have issues, but I think that, I think the Steelers are not thinking, let's take a couple of years off of not being competitive. I, I just don't see that as their, their mindset. Well, I, I mean, I, I certainly agree with that. And uh, every move they make uh, indicates as much. And I, I'm with you about Kevin Colbert, which is why I never indulged for 20 seconds the idea that Aaron Rodgers was going to land in Pittsburgh. No. Not when they set themselves up. Once the cap dropped last year, they set themselves up for exactly this moment. They are going to now they are free to lock up. Minka Fitzpatrick and mm-hmm. I assume Deontay Johnson and find someone to anchor the offensive line, either at center and, and maybe make some moves. Uh, uh, they'll add to it through the draft, but I'm with you, man. I think they're they're whether you Steelers fans and otherwise like it or not. I think that it has to break us. I don't think it, as long as one of those guys is available, we're going to take them first, but who do you think, um, I guess put them in order for me in, in in Chad's book. If you had your pick of all the QBs, give me your one, two, three here, and then we'll back into where they those guys may may land. Okay, so my top three would be Willis, Pickett, Howell. In that order. That would, in that order. Oh, okay. Uh, my my guess is that they'll go Pickett, Willis, Howell. Pickett and where? Pick it either to Carolina uh, or probably to Carolina. I don't think Atlanta will necessarily pick a quarterback this year. I think they're good with Matt Ryan yet for, for this year and maybe pick one in the third or fourth round. Um, and then uh, now Denver's out of the mix, obviously. So you have Washington at 11. And then, I again, I still think P- Pittsburgh, if Malik Willis is there at 10, you better believe Pittsburgh's going to make some calls. Hmm. Um, and, and, and I think they're going to be willing to make, to get up to 10 or 11. I feel the same way about this as I felt last year about the bears going to get a quarterback. Um, I, I said, I predicted weeks before the draft that they would move to 11 with the giants. And I heard from all kinds of giants fans, Gettleman never trades down. Well, they don't until they do. Right. So, so I, I feel the same way about this kind of Pittsburgh deal where they go and get the guy that is going to, that they think is going to be a playmaker for this team for years. And, um, you know, guys have fallen into that 11, 12, 10, 11, 12 over time. Watson, Fields, uh, Patrick Mahomes was 10. Uh, you know, so, I mean, I, I see Willis kind of in that area, uh, and I think he's going to be a good pro. I, I, I would I would take him in a heartbeat and, um, you know, let him do his thing. By the way, I reject the idea, and I can't talk about Gettleman specifically, who did seem a little retro in in, in the way he yeah. approached things. But I, I I do think that most teams, successful teams, adjust. Of course, the idea that the 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 cynics who denounce the 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 Steelers way and all that kind of stuff, they say like Colbert, dude, that dude's got to get with it, dude. Like he's with it. Did you see him trade up to get Devin Bush a couple of years yes, ago? He's they, with it. Did you see them make the trade for Minka Fitzpatrick? Was that right. the they they got to get off this deal or stay, they are off of that? They they they've adjusted the way they approach things. They modified their behavior uh, to suit the twenty first century. Well, look, free look, it's not otherwise. even modifying their behavior, but I think it's not like they never talked about moving up in the past. It's just that their team was in a position, and they didn't want right. to give up what the you know what I mean. So that it, it's like you know I see it with Packer fans all the time. Why don't they sign more free agents? Well, first of all, free agents have to want to come. To Green Bay. Secondly, they have to give them the money. I mean, there's a lot of factors involved there, and just because they haven't doesn't does, haven't done it in the past doesn't mean they haven't talked about doing it or tried to do it. So, uh, yeah, I, I I think uh, I think you're right in that they're they're fine, and I would take Kevin Colbert if he lands if he decides to get back into it again. Uh, I'd take him on my team any any day of the week. It seems to me the uh, you, you obviously I'll defer to you on this, but from from my novice eye, I would say the Ravens brain trust Telesco and Colbert are the three best yeah. in the business um, yeah. for consistency of uh, of track record. Nobody hits seventy five percent in 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 the business. Um, so uh, quickly, uh, just a couple more things for you. One Carolina is a is a spot that everybody has assigned one of these um, these rookie QBs to. But I feel like 
Matt Rule has to, unless he knows something from ownership that I, I he's got to be more desperate than that. And that would lead me to think taking a flyer on Jameis Winston or really, really rolling in the dice now that Miami's announced. And we can take that again. We'll, we'll, we'll do the raised yeah. eyebrow or maybe the finger on the side of the nose thing. But they say they're out on Deshaun Watson, which I happen to believe. This time, because if only because I think Stephen Ross, that mess was floors and everything else makes it a destination. I'll not also say, yeah, now also let's take Deshaun Watson and and the headache that that's going to bring. I think Flores really wanted Deshaun Watson. And now that he's gone, I think the guys that are there really want to give Tua an opportunity um, to get the job done. So I think I think they're interesting. Um, But do they swing for, like I say, Jameis or. Or yeah. something like that, or, or do you think that there's a chance? Is there one more domino that could fall in the AFC West? Is Derek Carr getting moved? Do you think yeah. they take a lay of the land and say, "Ah, listen, we ain't going to win this division um, that for the next five years. This is going to be a mess. Let's let's figure out a different way." I don't and maybe so. Derek Carr has a, a home in Carolina or Pittsburgh or a, or a spotlight or, or or New Orleans. I think it may actually be the opposite. I think with they want to stay with the guy that they know is a good quarterback. Carr is a good quarterback. I mean, he's not one of the top three, but he's a good quarterback. And I think it would take a like a legitimate. I don't know who they would get that would be better than Carr to be you know right now. I I don't I don't know. I mean, Deshaun Watson might be better, but nobody can touch him right now. So, and that's the thing with Carolina too. How do you? How do you? how do you make a trade for Watson without knowing anything? Now, maybe they exactly. know more, they know more about his situation than we do. So it's possible that they've had these conversations and blah, blah, blah. And that would not shock me at all to see Carolina make that deal that temper, he wants a winner like now. And, and I get it. Um, however, I think that he can also be persuaded by rule and GM Scott Fritter that if you watch Malik Willis and if you watch Kenny Pickett, they talk to Pickett, I'm sure. They talk to Willis. Both those guys can really interview well and, and charm people, right? So if they buy into the if they buy Kenny Pickett is going to be Joe Burrow, if they buy that Malik Willis is going to be an outstanding quarterback, um, you know, then then they'll buy into that and and they'll run with it and they'll they'll make it happen. And uh and you know, Tepper's not a patient guy, but I think if you see um you know, the, if you see enough, if you still think your coaches are right, if you see enough in those young guys, that'll be enough for them. And it won't shock me if they move up to go get the guy that they want. It, it, it won't shock me that if two weeks before the draft, Carolina moves up with Houston and they go get that, even though they gave up a couple picks already for Sam Darnold, they don't, it, that won't matter. They'll give up future picks. They'll do what they have to do. The defense is good enough. They, they have to, they have to find their guy and Matt rule basically blame Teddy Bridgewater for not allowing them to go to the playoffs a couple of years ago. He said that Sam Darnold isn't guaranteed anything. So like he's ready to move on. He's, he's going. And and, uh, so I, it won't be shocked if they pick a guy early. And by the way, that division is imminently winnable. That's why I would be inside for Carolina. That's why I am kind of go with the free agent route. Yeah. Because I I really think that if you make a a semi bold move, the division can be yours. I mean, right. Winston would be a good pickup. I mean, I I wouldn't, you know, that would, that would be, that would be fine. I I think um, it wouldn't be funny if like the winner of the Jameis Winston, Tampa Bay versus Carolina thing actually ended up winning the division uh, after the saints. I mean, that would be weird, but um, yeah, no, I wouldn't, I, I totally get that as sort of a veteran, but I think, I think rule having gone through the Teddy Bridgewater situation might be less inclined for a, and, and Winston's better than Bridgewater. So I'm not saying that, but just the veteran journeyman kind of thing who's kicked around a couple teams. Now that might not be the direction they want to go. So, you know, we'll see. Winston's very talented. If they sign him, I, I wouldn't blame him. But I'm just with that experience and then bringing in Darnold, another veteran. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. The other one that I, I mean, also we keep but we can attach these names. They can only go to one place. But, you know, Jimmy G, like we say, I just think he, right. I mean, now he's right. a shoulder surgery. Now you're going to trade for him, not knowing what you're getting until right. August. That seems that, that seems good. But I. 
I think Kirk Cousins, I does, you know, new regime. You say the yeah. right things about what you're going to do with him, but yep. I could see if you're the Vikes moving on from him. You you sure. assume that the Vi- the division in 2022 belongs to the Packers once again, and Justin feels, oh, we could go on and on, but very right. quickly because yeah. I because I I've wanted to talk to you for for many moons, as you know. Here we might just have to do this in before the draft again. We sure. might need a round two with you uh, to set the table here. But before we let you go today. Talk me into Sam Howell because okay. I watched him light it up, it, 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 but I was skeptical because he was surrounded by high-end NFL talent. And then I felt validated this past year when you took those guys uh, away from him that he looked mediocre and he looked I, – I, what I can't get over as somebody who watches the AFC North intently, that I, I can't get over the Baker Mayfield thing. I mean, he when he yeah. has a helmet on, he looks and moves – and throws exactly like Baker Mayfield, and that doesn't equal a good thing for for uh, for this Steelers fan's eyes. Talk me. Yeah, into well, let me tell you who my comp for him is. Um, it, it's Russell Wilson, hmm. and it, yeah, because he's a shorter guy, but he has a high release point. Right? He doesn't. He's not. Like yeah, right. Philip Rivers was six five, but he threw like he was five ten. Right? But but Howell's almost the opposite. He throws it over the top like Russell Wilson does. Um, he is a good runner. He's a tough runner, like Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is. He, Howell's been a leader on that team for three years. He said, "Give me the ball, coach. I will run for 800 yards this year." Because uh, the passing offense, he and his receivers were clearly not in the same um, area code. Like when he had Daz Newsom, Diami Brown, and and look, every quarter, like we just, like I just mentioned a little bit ago, Justin Herbert. Had when he came in the league, Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, you need NFL quality receivers around you to succeed. And if you don't have that, you're not going to, no matter how talented you are. So, I mean, Tom Brady is a, you know, he never had big name receivers, but he had guys that knew where they were supposed to be. And he had the communication with them, with the Wes Welkers and the Edelman and all these guys. And so he could move the ball and he's like the GOAT. So, so that's a very, odd example but for most quarterbacks they need that guy Aaron, even Aaron Rodgers when his receiver when when MVS was dropping the ball it wasn't good for the Packers and Rodgers you know so so how I think you have to you have to look in Josh Allen when he was at Wyoming went through a very similar thing he, his last year wasn't as good as the previous year because he lost some guys that were really good receivers and but you have to look at the traits to me Howell has the toughness He's got the arm. Look, arm strength is not like the, the most important thing ever, but when the ball comes out of his hand and even at the combine, even throwing against air, it's important to see these guys throw live because it comes out of his hand differently than the other guys. It just has more pop to it, whether he's on the run. He's made, you know, a lot of people have seen like the Matthew Stafford, no look passes, the Patrick Mahomes, uh, that kind of stuff and throwing from different platforms. Howell does that. He's moving to his left. He throws it sidearm to his to you know on, to his right to to deliver it. He does a lot of things that people don't give him credit for, uh, and, and so I think he's got a real chance to make it. And I'm ignoring the Baker Mayfield thing because um, that's too easy. I mean, it's just like two guys are not exactly alike. But they look um, exactly alike. I, know, I mean, that I when know, they, even when they take their helmet off, they even have the beard know, and everything. I know, I know. But how how isn't planting flags in the middle of a field? They're <laughs> they're different. They're different. Um, now, do I think it's a hundred percent that Hall is going to make it? No, of course not. But but he's got a good shot to make it. I think, and, and I think if I were a team in that you know top ten or twelve, I would I would seriously look at it. Um, another name that will probably hear where he lands is Mitchell Trubisky. I happen to be an advocate of giving guys room. You know, Trey Lance did barely touch the field, so I'm not willing yeah. to close the book on him. Jordan Love, same thing. And I always refer to Alex Smith, the 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 right. late stage bo- uh, boom that he went through. Jim Plunkett. The, uh, anyway, there are examples. People are overly cynical about that sort of thing. I think he might turn the corner in the right offense. I don't know that I would pay him ten million dollars a year to to find yeah. that out. Um, but so you come back from the combine. And it's pronounced. It's combined is correct. It, it is isn't. Merriam-Webster totally disagrees with you. I'm going with them. I'm going with them. They actually put it in the dictionary that a scouting event is said the same thing as the equipment. I was going to mention that to you because I looked that up. I'm like, really? Seriously? Merriam-Webster they put did. that in the dictionary? 
They, they, they changed it after the fact. You you think the framers of football are that clever that they realize, oh, it's separating the wheat from the chaff. Let's name it that. I don't buy exactly. it. I don't buy it, Chad. Don't be po- <laughs> now. You're being Pollyanna. What you swore you wouldn't be at the start of this conversation. All right, there are many things to divine, I suppose, at the combined. But every guy I've spoken to tells me who's who's business. They're like, it's it's almost entirely based on the film. It's not based on what their 40 time is. I feel like it legitimately gets you in trouble. If you're if you swoon like John Ross and Taven Austin and like it just gets you in trouble to to react to that or overreact to that and draft the guy based on that. But the small hands thing is the story. It feels like to me outside yeah. of, uh, of a 340 pound man running a, a sub five yeah. 40. Um, yeah. But, but does it matter to you? No. Uh, it doesn't. No, because well, it's well, about so much then. Why is it, know, why, is it, why does everybody talk about it then? Because, because they don't take the context of the measurement and the context of the measurement is that his double jointed thumb does not lay flat on the table, like a lot of guys who, you know, when you, when you used to back in elementary school, when you used to make turkeys for Thanksgiving and you put your hand on the ground and traced it into a turkey, right? Yeah. Right. Right, right, Exactly. This is the beak right here. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But because of that double jointed thumb, his thumb does not like totally extend like most people do, but guess what? You don't throw with a flat hand. The ball, the, the last guy that threw a ball with a flat hand in the NFL was Garrow Yaprimian in the Super Bowl when he, <laughs> you know, created that interception, right? And and his hand fits on the football perfectly. His hand is not, they don't measure the fingers. If people don't know, they measure from here to here, right? Flat. And my mm-hmm. hand's about nine and a quarter, nine plus. Oh, look who's bragging. So, no, I'm, it's like very okay, average, all right. right? It's fine. just very average. All so. Right. So um, it's eight and a half, considering that that thumb doesn't, you know, half an inch. If you think about what half an inch is, um, it's not much. And and if you're going to toss aside a guy because of that half inch for something that doesn't matter, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So, um, you know, it's it's really a non-issue for me. We saw that he threw the ball fine. Um, He has he's fumbled enough in his career in his early days. Now, it's interesting when I looked up his fumbles for this year, uh, I tweeted this out about he was credited with several seven fumbles on the school in the official stats. I went back and looked at those seven fumbles. Four of them were actually by the receivers or Lucas Krell, a tight end ha. after the catch. So he only had three fumbles this year. And I think Trevor Lawrence had four fumbles in his final year at Clemson. And that's not all hand size, right? So you get you get hit while um, a guy's coming around the pocket. You get hit. You got to be aware of that. I mean, that's something you got to work on. But it's not small hands. And then when you're running in space, you got to tuck the ball away. Again, guys with 10-inch hands do that too. So, you know, it's not hand size is not like equivalent to fumbling a lot. And um, he had a lot of more early in his career. Um, and, but you know, his ankle injury, his first senior year was an issue. So he wasn't as mobile. He's got plenty of mobility. Um, you and I talked about him during the course of the year and he played better and better at, you know, like he played Clemson, he played well. I'm like, well, after that, you know, I'm ready for him now because now I've seen the progression. And if you don't change your mind, if you're always stuck in what you thought of six months ago, then you're going to miss out. But back to your combine comment too, about, how it's you got to go back to the tape, right? I went and I looked at the data yesterday sitting in Indianapolis and I only moved a couple guys. And it was like those guys coming into the event. I'm like, how athletic is this guy? Like these safeties, you don't get to see them move in space very well. How do they move in space? And that's not even their times. That's just seeing them on the field work on mm-hmm. doing W drills and stuff. So that stuff, that's why in my risers, fallers or winners, losers this week, I put that in one of the leads. I'm like, that on-field workout is as important to me as the numbers. And the numbers over history, there's correlation between success and and not success. But for the most part, most of the top players are already great athletes, right? We don't learn much from them. It's really the guys that are kind of down the board that you're not really sure. And then you get, you say, okay, well, that guy can jump really high. Oh, okay, that guy's faster than I thought. So maybe we'll take him in the fifth round instead of the sixth round. Or maybe that's the tiebreaker between two safeties in the third round that you go off of, along with the interviews and you know all this other stuff. Did so, anybody though ever make them? I mean, what? Give me, give me a a recent or your favorite example of a guy who was 
not thought about it all until the combine and then pop um, and it did work out for that guy in the league. Well, the problem is, is that that usually only happens within the media, right? I mean, most of the guys that you're, that you know, do, right. You know, you, you pretty much know them. Um, people bring up Mike Mamula as the big guy from years ago coming out of Boston college who was okay in the NFL, but not worth the, not worth the draft status. Vernon Golston out of Ohio state was not a very productive. Yeah. Player. But I mean the he other way, very good. Who, oh, who oh. did work out? Who who was like, wow, we didn't see this coming, but boy, that performance can't be ignored. We got to move him up our draft board. We're taking him high, and you do, and then he ends up being the star, validating your opinion, divine oh, in, in Indianapolis. Um, you know, uh, those are harder to uh, – I mean, I, I know there's been – I'm like blanking right now. Jason Pierre-Paul was very um, inconsistent. He was productive – at South Florida, but he's pretty raw and you came out there and had a really good workout and he, and he made himself, you know, really into a good, uh, good player. Um, you know, and, and there's lots of, I'm just, I'm just blanking on other examples right now, but, but typically the guys that are picked earlier are, are already there and, and they're just really confirming what teams already knew about them. So, um, you know, I, I think it's pretty rare for a guy to like have an amazing workout, and then, but, but, you know, but honestly, like Trevon Walker, it, it's really, the combine is really ga- great for a guy like Trevon Walker from Georgia who, well, and Jordan Davis, they're asked to do a certain thing in Georgia scheme this year. And they didn't have to go rush the quarterback because they had Nolan Smith. They had Adam Adderson before the legal trouble. They had all these other guys coming off the edge to rush the quarterback and they didn't have to. But now Davis is like, yeah, I can shoot that gap. You know, he did it sometimes. So you saw that flashes, but a lot of time he just, holding up a guy and like throwing him aside against the run, right? He didn't have to go get the quarterback. Trevon Walker could just play the edge and play the run. He didn't have to go get the quarterback. Now we saw that he's got that ability in a four-man front. So that's really who wins from these combines. Take them out of their scheme and show what they can do, you know, and athletic. And then coaches are like, okay, he can do what I'm going to ask him to do. Let's take that guy early. All right. Listen, we, we, we've covered a great deal on it. We could go another hour and a half, but I say I want you to go out and celebrate with your fellow cheeseheads the big day. I know it's a it's a banner event here. We've gone 45 minutes. What happened? Again, I thought we went about 20. Tell it. NFL.com is the place to find all your work going forward this draft season. That's right. NFL.com. I'll have uh, multi-round mock drafts coming up one after free agency and then another one and then seven round mock, uh, you know, the week before the draft. So, um, you know, I'll do all the picks and whatever else they ask me to write in the meantime, will be thrown out there as well. So uh, Chad writers as good as it gets, because he has been knocking out that full seven round. I mean, amateur hour with Jeremiah and company one round. He's he's prima donna. You can only be bothered to do 32. You're doing doing a lot of TV stuff and I'm just, I'm just happy to be home and you know, they've got other things to do. I'm fine doing this puzzle. Like I say, these, these mock drafts are like puzzles that you think, you know, you get the puzzle for Christmas and it's like dogs playing poker, but then like three months later, it turns out that you've been putting together a Scottish castle scene or something like that. And, and, you know, that, and and in the meantime, you you come up with something that's more like um, a few dogs sitting outside a white castle restaurant. You end up kind of getting somebody, something in between. So, so, um, you know, I'm happy doing that stuff and letting those guys uh, do their thing. Well, you're very generous to your colleagues, but I have heard some rumors that Lance Erline's gotten hooked on the rouge. He loves being on the TV. Mm. So he, he just wears rouge even when he's not going on camera these days. Um, all right. Track down Chad Ryder's great work this draft season. And uh, I appreciate your counsel in DMs and otherwise during the football season as we uh, kibitzed about this guy and that. And before we let you go, drum roll, Eddie Spaghetti. Oh, boy. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback will be in 2022. Sam Hall. Oh, okay. That's a fun one. I like it. There he goes, everybody. Our pal, Chad Ryder. We look forward to seeing your draft coverage as it gets ever closer here. Good times. Thank you, sir. Good stuff from Chad there. See, I should have called my shot in advance. I knew that was going to be a good conversation, Eddie Spaghetti. What was your biggest takeaway there? 
it, the entire time, you know, as this news is breaking, you guys are talking, I'm still trying to process it. And obviously the first thing you go to is you look on fandle.com slash minus three and you go to the, uh, the Super Bowl odds and you see what, you know, it's changed and the, okay, the Broncos are 12 to one, but do I buy into the Broncos? Are they going to be the best team now in the, in the division? Like Russ wasn't, I know he's banged up last year. He wasn't, you know, at the Russ of old, like he, he's not able to run anymore. So if he's not as mobile, is he going to be as effective? I don't know. And then people, you, and, and Dave, to your credit, and I, I totally agree with you is that people don't give Derek Carr enough credit. And he threw for 4,800 yards last year, by the way, lost Waller for a lot of games, also lost Henry Ruggs, also lost his head coach. Like what an insane. And, and if you listen to our pod week in, week out, especially Hench saying like they're going to crumble and they did not crumble. They made the playoffs. So like, why am I going to now put the Raiders in fourth place for a quarterback who's going to be 34 years old? Um, and, and, you know, they may have some O-line issues and I'm not as sold in the chargers. Obviously the chiefs are still going to be there, but so I'm still battling between this AFC West. And I, I just, um, you know, I, I don't want Raiders fans. I know brother Bry was, uh, was really upset about this trade, before, but I, I still think the Raiders are going to be in the mix. I think I, they have a, a good squad. They they draft really well in the later rounds. What makes wow? Well, I mean, it's a new regime, but the the to see what we'll see what they do as far as that goes. But yeah, it's kind of has a vibe in in broad strokes of the one team no one was talking about in the AFC North a year ago was the Bengals, and who ended up winning it. The the those weird kind of things kind of happen. I uh, the boldest prediction I could make. I I couldn't talk myself and and maybe other people into the Chiefs being the fourth best team in the division. If if things break right in Vegas, I don't know what that's going to require a couple of moves, but man, Honey Badger doesn't return there. That defense gets worse. I don't know. I'm not I'm, I'm I, Travis Kelsey looked like at some points like he was getting a little older there. Anyway, listen, we have a lot of time to kibitz about all this and in fact, we'll do it later in the week with the updated Pro Football League plus uh the Celts heating up. We'll talk about that with uh, with Kevin Hench in just a couple of days. In the meantime, great stuff from Chad Ryder, Eddie Spaghetti, good times. Make sure you're betting along with us, FanDuel.com slash minus three. We'll be back, like I say, in 48 or 72 hours. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. <laughs>